My name's Barney. My name is Dan. And welcome to, uh, you can hear it in my voice, the the most frustrating game, well, it was a good game, but usually the game that makes me the most angry, we played Chelsea this week, Dan, and it wasn't too bad, but kind of was bad, but kind of wasn't. Yeah, it's like this, it started, and I know we're going to get into the, the ins and outs of mm. all the all the goings on, but um, it started looking pretty grim. <laughs> then mm. I was just like, because I know beforehand you were like, oh, I'm, I'm stressed out about this. Like, this is the game that really worries me. I was naively optimistic. I was like, I think we're going to actually do pretty well in this one. Um, but then by the first half, like, <laughs> oh, gee, gee whiz. That was a bit of a worry for a little while. There's only one way to sum up that uh, first half, and you've said it. It's gee whiz. It, it, was, uh, it was so rough. Actually, one thing I wanted before, you know, we sort of jump into stuff. I've, I've listened to um, uh, Tottenham uh, Depot today, and, you know, there's other podcasts. Everyone's got these cool nicknames, right? Mm-hmm. And I just realised we're just Barney and Dan. Like, wh- why don't we have, like, uh, like, a cool nickname? Like, why isn't it, like... Um, Johnny, oh, wait, Johnny's not a nickname. Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the cool nickname for one of us is just a different name. It's just Johnny. Do you really uh, want to be called Johnny, buddy? Is that like your... Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get across that I want to be called Johnny. <laughs> we can call you Johnny if that's going to make uh, you happy. No, I don't want to be called Johnny. Um, I don't know what our nicknames would be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just keep an eye out. Keep an, yeah, or keep an ear out. Yeah, so if we hear something yeah. that sounds nicknameable, yeah, yeah, um, let us know. We can do um, that, but not Johnny. Johnny's off the table. Not Johnny's off the table. <laughs> um, and nothing offensive. Um, <laughs> this just sounded like if if your kid comes home from school and they're like, you know, I'm not one of the cool kids. Like, <laughs> you know, there's this coolest guy ever. He's Johnny. I just want to be Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, you'll never be Johnny. No, you can never. You can never amount to Johnny. You can't be Johnny. You can't. Um, all right, buddy. Look, I'll, I'll see if I can find one for you. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, same. And same, same to you. Yeah. Same to you. Okay, great. Um, so we'll just spend the next hour just suggesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if just one comes up, you know, like while we're chatting, just be like, "Hang on a minute. Pause there. Yeah, is this?" Maybe a good nickname. Yeah. I would love uh, it if there are some listeners who are just like, I oh, just talk about the game, please. I need to get my emotions yeah, yeah. out. Talk about the game. And we're just like, what would be a good nickname, nickname. for us? We... Johnny? <laughs> Johnny? Probably not. <laughs> Johnny, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, all right. So the game, obviously. The game. Uh, yeah, you're right. The fir- I thought the first half was awful. Like we came out and I think played pretty well for like the first five minutes and then it just became painful to watch and not painful in a you know like we're sitting in a flat block park the bus kind of deal it just was like we can't get anything happening it this feels like they've just got our number um then they score the most bullshit goal uh and a like great goal i guess but also like so infuriating um, yeah, it was painful. Yeah. I think to me, it was kind of like, if you're playing FIFA and you put it on the highest difficulty and you turn up all the sliders of the computer to make it as good as possible. And it mm. just feels like you can't do anything. Mm. So it just felt like one of those things where 
I was watching it and I was thinking, I don't even know if we're playing badly because we're just not even like in this game at all. It's like we're playing against a, a, like a team of turbocharged mutants. And yeah. I could not believe that they were just on us like completely. Like going from mm. the little bit I saw of the uh, Chelsea Everton game last week, I'm like, what? This is not, hang on. This is not the, the same team that happened there. And it was just nuts. Like, I think like Son was just being man marked, but as soon as you get the ball, you'd have two other players come in on the front. And mm. like, I was, I was just so shocked that like, this is probably the most I've ever seen a team press us. Like that I can really remember because it's like, they just had us marked like to a ridiculous level. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And on top of that, because of, it, again, to use a FIFA analogy, when when the pressing thing was way too OP when the last edition came out and it would, like, make your players freak out, like like a horse yeah. hearing a loud noise. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, Sonny, like, usually good touch and it would just, like, come into him and it would just rebound off him. Like, it was, it was like we were, it was uh, 11... Uh, Sissoko's on the worst Sissoko day ever. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it, it just, it almost felt like, all right, ref, can we just check to make sure that Chelsea don't have 22 players on the field mm. right now? Mm. Um, and I, I guess it's like, maybe this sort of shows the, like a weakness of Conte in the sense that because Conte is always playing so Conte and especially last season, it's like the teams that got one over us were ones that sort of figured that out. And it's like, it's almost like Conte's method is that we just need to become so proficient at that, that it doesn't matter if a team really tries to match us up, that we're just that good that we can overcome that. But this to mm. me was a real example of like, okay, Chelsea have set up pretty well to like completely neutralize how we want to play. Mm. Um, and it was like, I don't know, to me, it was just kind of shocking of how effectively mm. that worked in that first half. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I got worried having watched uh, the Manu uh, highlights against Brentford where Manu tried to play out from the back, cooked it, and then conceded. And when we started playing out from the back, I was like, God, they know. They know that we're going to do this. And they're going to um, – and it never was as bad as that, but there were a couple of times where it was like ball to Dyer, who then plays it to – Davies or Royale or whatever, who then gets pressed and then the ball ends up uh, out for a throw. And it was, I started like being like completely unconsciously and I realised after a while being like, yes, ball went out and it came off them. Great. Like, I was like, this is insane. <laughs> so cheering, it's like, oh, we want to throw in. Great. Yeah, a bit yeah. of respite for 30 seconds. Exactly. I was like cheering the throw-ins, like, oof. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was also really difficult to work out what was going wrong. Because initially I was kind of like, Son, Kane, get in the game. Decky, mm. get in the game. But I was like, hang on. I don't know if it's their fault. Um, and then I was like, I think I sort of settled on maybe that to me, our wings, our wing backs with um, Emerson and Sess in that first half. I feel like they kind of got showed up a bit in this one. And yeah. even more so, maybe it showed like, this is the weakness of like a Conte system is that you really do need like, like world-class, like on their game wingbacks for this system to really flourish. Yeah. And so it's like, I came to the realization, well, and I don't know even if this is accurate or not, but I, I, I think I felt like a bit of a soft spot for like Kane or, or Son and, and, and Decky in that sense, 
because I just felt it's like they're not even like there's not even a chance of getting the ball through to them. And I didn't even blame like Benteker and Hoybier for that either. It just seemed like, you know, Sess seemed he was back in that kind of like little boy mode. Mm. And I think it just showed maybe like Emerson against like the real top teams. There's probably still some question marks about him. Yeah, totally. Yep. I still think, and I was surprised that we started with, I know you kind of couldn't drop Sess because of the game he had last week. But I was like, this this needs some old man energy. This needs some like old man wily energy, and we got it eventually. But yeah, I thought compared to like Seth fell off a cliff this week in terms of his performance. Royale wasn't much better. Um, but I also do. I mean, this is probably the difference I think between our evaluations of the game. I thought Sun was awful. Um, like even when he was coming in to receive the ball, he was losing it. His passing was bad. Like I, I, yeah, just thought he looked so off the pace. And of course I'm not putting that solely on him because he also had like two dudes on him the entire time. Um, like that is a product of that. Um, and I'm not suggesting either that it's like, well, the top players rise above that. It's like, it's not the case I just also thought that in moments where he didn't have that kind of pressure he still wasn't really producing anything that you'd expect again relative to his usual performance but yeah oh look I could have very well been blinded by that and maybe I was just so overwhelmed by like how much Chelsea were pressing us overall that I didn't notice a bunch of those um errors that Son made and maybe also in my mind I was sort of thinking this is a game where like, I really would expect Kane to mm. step up more than Son, especially in that scenario of dropping back, getting on the ball a bit more and just really like, you know, cause Kane's a strong guy, like, um, but he was just sort of non-existent. And like I I've even talking now, it's like, I feel like I'm flip-flopping from what I said previously of like, well, I don't think the forwards are at fault, but then a little bit of me was like, there's got to be a time I think where, you know, if you are Kane and you are as good as Kane is that, you do need to find a way in these games to start influencing it. And it might not mean that everything works out. And, you know, having said that, I know that Kane could have had a couple of assists in this game. Like he played through Sessegnon, he played through Son. Um, but I think as well, this is the sort of game where, you know, if you've got like a top five player in the world, they need to be stepping up and pulling some stuff out. I hate to say it, but similar to like when we played Man U last season and they had sort of nothing. And then our most hated player, Ronaldo mm. steps up and scores a hat trick. Mm. Um, I think it's like this to me was a game of like, come on, Kane, like solidify yourself as an absolute beast ready to go. Um, and in some ways he came through in the end to like get the draw, but I, I just, I don't know. I would have liked to seen a little bit more from him in that first half. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, I felt like it was a continuation of the week before where he was pretty anonymous. Having said that, though, I, I felt that when he dropped deep, he did do some good stuff in terms of ball retention or mm. trying to be more press resistant with a son sort of didn't do that. The thing for me that was the standout was during that first half, I was like, Deck, he's the one that's trying to make stuff happen. Yeah. And he's the one that's receiving the ball and... Um, you know, he seems like an outlet and the other two are sort of pretty absent. Um, not that anything resulted from it, but <laughs> it 
and and also you would assume that they they're putting most of their focus on the other two, which is why he gets the ride that he does. But yeah, just from a pure shallow like eye level review, I was like, this guy is is the guy at the moment that seems to be having the most success. Yeah, I guess and to what you're saying, he just seemed the most revved up for it as well, mm. and um. Yeah, it just seemed like, yeah, even though it wasn't really clicking for him, that he was at least trying to get a bit more involved mm. Um, mm. in that. It was it was just so, it was just so, so bizarre. This caught me so off guard, <laughs> this whole scenario. <laughs> like, my tail was up in the air after last week, and I didn't think we were going to come in and walk this game by any stretch. But I thought, hey, we're just going to continue how we played. It's going to be pretty cruisy. Uh, to an extent, like we're going to have enough of the ball. We're going to be able to do some stuff. We're going to link some stuff together. Um, and I was just, just completely dumbfounded. And I think it's always funny when you get these games where you get to, you know, <laughs> the 35th minute and it's like, all right, let's just get in one nil down at halftime. If we can just mm. do that, that is a brilliant, brilliant result for us to be in considering what this half could have been. Mm. Mm. Yeah, totally. And And on the goal they scored... I, watching it back, I was like, how is Koulibaly? I I mean, influenced by the commentators being like, Koulibaly, you can't leave a guy like that free. Like, it's like, well, you don't expect a centre-back to hit a ball like that probably ever. Uh, The XG for that was uh, 0.06. So, you know, and then also having watched it again, Royale moves because he thinks that Koulibaly is going to make a run for the near post Mm. and then he doesn't. And it's like, well, it's not as if the players like the match commentary was kind of making out that the players were just like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Like there was, they just made the wrong choice. Mm. Um, And, you, you know, that you can't really prepare for moments like that. It was infuriating. I hate Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. I think it was one of those things where even when it was dropping to cool Bali, I'm just like, all right, mate, whatever. Like, <laughs> all right, fine. Have a ping. Do, you know, have a crack son. Who cares? And then he just puts it in. You're like, um, that wasn't part of the script. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then I, I looked up afterwards cause I was like, surely this is a massive anomaly. Like as if Koulibaly ever scores, like I bet you he scored two goals in his career or something. Um, but then I did look it up and he doesn't score a huge amount of goals. Like sometimes he, he doesn't, he goes a season or two without scoring, but other times he does get four or five goals. I assume, and this is without any research whatsoever, but I assume that that's probably headers, um, from corners mm. and set pieces. I would again, assume it's not going to be these lashing volleys. <laughs> like, um, and it was, you, you know what? I, I was thinking to myself, like before that happened, I was like, you know, I feel like Koulibaly is a bit vulnerable because I just don't know if he's quite up to pace with the Premier League yet. And just even on the ball, like he's, he doesn't look like the quickest when he's turning and, and passing and all that. So I was thinking, I reckon Koulibaly's vulnerable in this game. And then he just does that. And then my mind goes, you stop thinking. Because yeah. you don't know anything. You're an idiot and you don't know anything. <laughs> I love that you came in being like, I reckon we've got this cool Bali's bastard. Uh, so uh, here we go. And then just everything unravels. Oh, totally. And look, this would be the sort of goal too that, um, again, putting it back, it's like we, we equate a lot of things to video games. It's the currency that we speak. Hmm. But it's like if we were playing FIFA and you were playing as Chelsea and you volleyed this in with Koulibaly, 
Like I'd throw my control in the air and I'd be like, oh, that is rubbish. Like that's, mm. that's ridiculous. So yeah, it did feel like having said all that, it did feel like kind of a bit of a freak goal. But then I guess at the end of the day, it's just disappointing to see anyone having that much space inside the box. Yeah. If that happened five yards outside, you've got to just put your hands up and go, well, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but I guess because it would like, yeah, even though you said like um, Raul was anticipating a different run, it's like mm. to, ha- to be that free in that area is, is it just shouldn't happen to that extent. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I agree. Like as much as you can say, oh, well, he made, you know, he made a different run and it was the wrong run. It's still like, how is there this huge hole, uh, in our, in our box? Um, yeah. And so that obviously happened. And then halftime, I was like at halftime, I was just like, what, what's going to happen now? Like what, what can, we can't really do worse than what we just did, but like what, can be changed to improve uh, being absolutely roasted for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and the answer came in switching to a, or switching to like a 4 4 2 with, um, and that seemed to work very well. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. uh, it, that was, because what did that happen? Was that like 10 minutes into the second half? Five minutes? Yeah, I think it was about Something like 10. That? Yeah. Um, what this made me think of overall is like, I wonder now that we've got five subs, five subs is definitely enough for you to make like two formation, two clear formation changes in a game. Whereas mm. usually it's like, if you use one or two subs, like, like we haven't really seen that happen too much before, but this seemed very much like, a, all right, subs completely change the formation. And I think when we did that, it's like Chelsea didn't know how to react and respond to it. Mm. I know that ultimately they did end up scoring another goal in that chaos and madness um, mm. where we were just so open. But it it really just did seem that like us switching to that formation is something that they didn't expect. They thought we'd probably just stick with what we had and Conte would not change the formation because I don't think I've ever seen him change to anything like that. Um, and it really actually did seem... I, I guess it sort of showed me that like, oh, okay, this isn't a thing that like our players don't care or that they're, they're, oh, they're suddenly all rubbish and all that sort of stuff. It was just like, yeah, all the ingredients in the first half were just, there was just something off about it all. But then this completely rattled things. And yeah, we actually, you know, looked like we could score. Which we did through one of the strangest <laughs> goals. I cannot believe that went in when it got past to Pierre I was like shoot shoot I've seen what you did against Liverpool shoot and then he just like that weird dribbling like he didn't even see on TV anyway like it was going that fast like I can't believe it made I'm very pleased it did and good on him for that shot choice um but when it happened I was like oh my god he just passed it to the goalkeeper and then it was in the back of the net (laughs) I feel like he's scored a couple of those goals now, um, like sort of edge of the box. Uh, you could probably then go and like show me highlights of a whole bunch that he's missed. Mm. But um, it was such a, I think it was such a great moment, especially because it happened after the, you know, the non-foul <laughs> where like Havertz was losing his mind. Um, mm. And then the rest of the, ch- like, you know, the bench and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it was so great. Like I, I do always love it when Pierre scores because I know that he genuinely like cares so much. 
Mm. So that it's so nice to see him do those sorts of things. And especially when we're down and bring us back into a game. Um, like, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. Cause it did almost look like, cause I, I, th- I feel like we had a shot pretty, pretty like at a similar time to that just beforehand, which might've gone wide. Um, and it just looked like, oh, okay. Another one that's been pulled wide. And then it's like, oh no, it's tucked in. Um, yeah, it was, it, it just felt so wild <laughs> to then go to that and then to concede again, because it's mm. like, we were now in this like ultra attacking phase and, mm. uh, looking at the replays, it's like, I feel like it's probably Son is partly to blame for this yep. because he's just started like legging it up the pitch, mm. um, when we don't even have the ball, like in an attacking phase yet. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like confirmation bias wise, after I was already being like Son's having a terrible game, when that second goal went in, I was like, get him off the pitch. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I, I just want to raise before we move on to conceding the um, Benton Kerr tackle was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, oh my God. The fact that, the fact A, that it wasn't called a foul because it looks like one, but you can see when you watch it that he gets the ball, which is just unreal. <laughs> the slightest touch. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, and I love those, those ones where it's like, they have to show the replay from a few different angles and then they have to almost really zoom in on the ball. Yeah. And then you just see it, just glance it. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, even after the game, Tush was whining about that. Um, Ooh. Yeah. It's, it was what I also didn't get though, was that regard, like, I don't see how VAI is ever going to go back to that call because the ref has seen it and gone play on. Mm. And then it's f- what it was 45 seconds later that the goal was scored. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Chelsea had possession as well. Mm. So it's a completely different phase of the game. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if they pulled that back and they're like, oh, that was actually found no goal. Oh. You'd have to then start being like, well, hang on. How many other games have we seen tackles not called mm. from a VAR thing? Because we're like, well, it's out of the jurisdiction because it's not in the penalty box. It's not a serious foul play offense. Um, like there's just no way that that could be called. But it, it it was it's always very rewarding when you see that and you're like, ah, glance the ball. We're good. Mm, we're good. Yeah. I mean, I was worried, but like not in any kind of rational sense where you know, if you because if you start calling a tackle that happened forty five seconds before a goal, where there's been a possession change, it's a new phase of play. Like then it's like, well, how far do you go back? Like yeah. how far can you go back into something that'd be like, nope. Well, hang on, that was the wrong call. So <laughs> uh, we'll disallow the two goals that like. Wow. We found a new meant- technicality. You can go back to kickoff, <laughs> yeah. and you'll see that there's offside position here. So we have to restart the whole game. Restart the game. <laughs> that um, was my whining Tuchel, basically. Oh, <laughs> he just, like, Conte's celebration after we scored was hilarious. And Tuchel getting that, he looks like a middle manager. And I just, I can't stand him. Um, he's so smug and gross. Um, and, like, his reaction to, like, be like, yo, you want to celebrate? Well, <laughs> not not in my s- stupid 30,000-seat stadium. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was it was so odd. Um, and I guess just to put, when he, when Tuchel celebrated for their second goal, mm. that should have been a cut. Yeah. By the letter of the law. And I'm not saying 
I necessarily agree with that as a ruling, mm. but that celebration that he gave should have been a card. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's like there was a lot of, um, it's just so weird. Like Tuchel to me, he's in that Klopp kind of category of like, you have a game like that and then there's just this entitled complaining at mm. the end. Um, and it's, he had like dot points of his like shit. Like, what about the game? Val, here's problem number one. But now problem number two, problem three, four, five, problem 28, problem 162. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. dude, like, <laughs> just shut up. Like, it's it's fine. You drew, like, we, you know, you could have felt, felt a bit aggrieved by the first half, but, like, we came back in the second half and there was so much tension and passion in the game. Like, you can't just go and complain and go, oh, there's all these mistakes that the referee made, which is why we lost. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was it was classic Klopp kind of. I thought when you said he's in that Klopp category, I thought you were going to be like, German. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, the fact that, like, and it's so middle manager of him to be like, point number, so Dan, we need to sit down and talk about your performance. Point number one, like, just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, when did your soul die? Yeah. <laughs> point number one, didn't take out bins three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I noticed. Um yeah, I just, oh, I find him so revolting. Um, so, yeah, they score. And, yeah, Sonny, I feel like what he, yeah, made the wrong choice again. They were so, it was, like, shocking how open we were um, for that. Um, but, yeah, it happened. Um, <laughs> it happened. And then, I mean, look, after we after that, we got that, um, we got some of that old man energy you were talking about. Oh, thank God we got that old man energy back out there. Also, like, I was, like, just dying for Seth to come off as well because I just, he, like, if we're going to take baby steps with him where it's like he can be good at home against meh teams, you know, is there a level where he gets, you know, when we play at home against Chelsea, does he perform better or is it purely, is it then ability that he can't, like, hang with the, the big guys or is it that it's a sort of similar to him looking like he's kind of nervous or scared or whatever and it's playing away from home and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. But, yeah, we need that old man. Oh, yeah. And I think it does – yeah, it's really hard to actually work out if it is confidence or if it is, like, yeah, ability that is just not sort of there yet. But I guess – you know, after last week, we were talking about, hey, it seems like Cesar's matured a bit. Mm. He was looking a bit stronger. He was um, being a little bit more direct. He was getting stuck in a little bit more. And then to see this, and it was just kind of reverting back to how Cesar was last season. And to me, it almost says it's like, well, because like who was on his, it was Loftus-Cheek, right? Yeah. Um, And to my knowledge, Loftus-Cheek isn't actually a wingback by trade. No. Um, And so you're like, I know he's physically, he's got the advantage over Cess, but mm. at the same time, I think it's like, if this is the Cess that we have, where week to week, there's still going to be these questions over, is his confidence there? Like, this is a player that you should have out on loan for um, yeah. for a season and another Premier League team. Mm. Um, because it's like, we, we can't really afford to carry any players in our team at the moment that we have, that have confidence issues. 
And that's like yeah. not to say that they players shouldn't have confidence issues because like of course everyone has confidence issues and all that sort of stuff, but we just can't afford that with where we want to be. And when we're playing teams like Chelsea, like we can't afford mm. to have those sort of things come into effect. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's, you know, I think we've said this on a previous episode, but it's like, you know, you can have all the empathy in the world for the, the difficulties psychologically of playing games like that, but it's, it, it's difficult for a team because it's like which, if it goes down the route of like which Cess are we getting, depending on how he's feeling about the game, then it's like, well, that's just sort of unworkable. Um, yeah, I, I just not happy. I was not happy. Yeah. And I, and I think I would like that the next, I don't know when the next game we have like this is, as in against who we would call like a sort of a top six rival. Um, mm. But I would really like to see Perisic <laughs> coming in for yeah. those sort of games. And I think in hindsight, you look at this and you go, like the occasion seems to have gotten to Cess a little bit, whereas Perisic wouldn't have given a crap. Like he would have, he's experienced this way more than this, way more pressure than this. Mm. Um, And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that we've got Perisic in there and suddenly we play free flowing attacking football. (laughs) Um, But I think this is where it's like, even if we're trying to develop Sessegnon, I feel like we just need to be a little bit smarter about our squad management and going, you know what? Perisic is a, a, a cool head we need in for this game. Yeah, totally. And the other thing is, you know, you've got Reggie sitting at the training ground wondering uh, why uh, Dad's not picking him up. Um, (laughs) And I don't – I mean, you just don't know. But given how Reggie plays, like maybe, you know, obviously Conte doesn't rate him as having the kind of skill set that he wants to work with. But I also think that – if Reggie plays this game, there's going to be other issues, but he's not going to have that kind of confidence issue. Yeah. Uh, it's If anything, Reggie's probably too overconfident. Mm. Like he's the kid who's like standing on the couch doing backflips. Dad, look <laughs> at this. What's that? Yeah. And then dad yeah. is not even looking. <laughs> dad, yeah. yeah. Dad's just looking at Sess and just trying to like, hey, come on, feel a bit better. It's, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> dad, look at me. I can do a double bounce. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just not. No one wants to play with Reggie. Mm, no one wants to play with Reggie. Um, the other uh, subs. I was really pleased to see uh, Basuma come on. Um, I know I can't. Uh, Bendigo was fine, but he made a couple of errors. But you know, and the evaluations of <laughs> like the year after, he won man of the match. Um, and then at the same time. You know, you're getting people being like worst footballer I've ever seen, and then other people being like the hero we didn't know that we needed. Here he is, yeah. a Christ figure. Yeah. Um, so do, do you agree with that? that do debate. you agree with Hoiberg as as I, I mean Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say I can't be bothered getting into that debate, but yes, I uh, 100% um, believe that uh, Pierre Emile Hoiberg is the second coming of Jesus Christ. I just wanted to clarify because like the last episode or two, I think I've like praised Hoybier in like some preseason mm. games or even last week. And you were like, you know, I'm a Hoybier fan tr- through and through. I mm. didn't like him, Dan, this today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Okay. Um, but the what you're coming up against when you're arguing for uh, trying to advocate for him <laughs> is that, you know, people are like, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. like uh, one of the greatest things I saw was uh, 
uh, Barty from the extra inch posted like our midfield, Hoybier's the problem. And then some, I think I assume Windy from the extra inch account was like, no, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> like Hoybier scored like two minutes later and Barty tweeted, how do I delete a tweet? <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you just, you know, everyone's got their ideas about certain players and for some reason the ones around Hoybier seem to be particularly stuck. Yeah, I honestly think those people are never, they're never ever going to let up on Hoybier purely because he's not Moussa Dembele. Yeah. And that's it. It's always just going to be comparing this guy to Moussa Dembele. And mm. so we haven't replaced the Dembele type. Well, we mm. haven't got, we've got Pierre there. We need a Dembele type. And it's <laughs> yeah. always that. And it's like, we have different players, different system. Um, would would Dembele get in this team right now? Of course he would. <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. He was of course. incredible. Of course he would. But I, I think it's just like, it just becomes a really unfair comparison that it's like you just get so hung up on like, this player is not like this other player that I want them to be. Mm. And it's mm. like, you know, I mean, you know, some players will defend like Hoybier. Other players we will sort of criticize and we'll go, well, you know, Lucas Moura doesn't offer us a whole lot. And we wish, mm. but we're never like, we wish he was a different player. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I really wonder what Hoybier is going to have to do. And he's probably never going to convince any of these, any of these people who, no. who just hate on him because um, like there can be a game where we're not playing well, but you can see he's still getting stuck in. And that's a lot yeah. more than like what some other players are doing constantly. Um, and even that isn't enough to go, well, Hey, he really cares. And I'm not saying that means you should say a play is amazing, but even that is not enough for these people to get even a soft spot for him. Yeah. That's, I don't understand how we can have Sissoko as sort of like a fan favorite, but then Hoybier is like, uh, very divisive. The other thing is that it's not helped by the media's reporting around him. Cause it's, always like yeah he uh he can definitely uh pass the ball short passes but his vision's bad his pace is bad and it's like none of these things are particularly true like we've seen that his vision's quite good i mean for the goal in this game pretty good <laughs> um and he's passing as well and you just can't because every time you similar to my confirmation bias when sony didn't track back it's like every time he does something that's not breaking the idea, it just confirms the the like stereotype that you have about how he plays. Um, it's exhausting. Oh, definitely. Like even, even in this game, like Hoybier played through Kane for that big chance that Kane had. Um, mm. Even last week, like every it's, I don't think he did it this game, but pretty much every other game we've had all through preseason, like, and last week and, and even like in, in the, the end of last season as well, like Hoybier plays these lovely little balls over the top to put through Kane, to put through Son. Um, so to, to act like he can't pass, and which I find so funny that like people like, oh, Benton Kerr is just a visionary passer. Yeah. Uh, Hoybier is rubbish. And it's like, I love Benton Kerr, so this is not something negative against mm. him. But if you look at the progressive passing stats, Hoybier has more progressive passes than Benton Kerr, mm. like quite mm. clearly. So mm. again, th this wasn't meant to be just be getting into like a big defense of Hoybier for for whatever reason. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> if you're someone who just hates on hope, just give the guy a break for once. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Especially when he scores a goal in a game. We have had <laughs> yeah. worse players. <laughs> just give him a, give him a break. Give him a break.
Hello there, a bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash a bit Spursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon to which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds uh, like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's, uh, look, we, we love uh, you know creating this podcast and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams, uh, some watch-alongs and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs, Spurs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you'd like to do that, uh, please head to Patreon com slash a bit uh, The more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job. <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at abitspursy.com. Um, our, so when I was watching at 90... What would it have been? 91, 92 minutes. Uh, my, I thought it was my internet, but it was my my Apple TV just freaked out, and uh, I couldn't get it to work. And then Dan, you messaged me, giving away nothing. Credit to you. Uh, you said this game is crazy, and I was like, my first thought was, oh god, someone's been sent off um, from, and, and I was like, oh, I'm trying to get it back on, but I really, I really didn't expect that we would equalize. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I I didn't at all either. Um and it's again it's interesting to see that we get Perisic on, takes a couple of corners, and even I think the one he took beforehand, I don't know if it connected with one of our oh, I think there was one that would like hit Dyer and then hit someone else. But then there was another one which maybe didn't quite connect. But he looks so much more dangerous putting in a cross and putting in a corner. Mm. Um and yeah, I really didn't think that we would score in that minute. And I guess this is where criticizing came for the first half of the game, saying where was he did he didn't really step up so much. Um it's another time where he stepped up in after the 90th minute against a big team and has scored a goal <laughs> and has scored a header as well. So it's mm. not even like headers are like they're pretty challenging it anyway, mm. but like to rise up, battle against someone, head in a goal, like he's done it again. So mm. we've got to give credit there, but I just really thought it showed how much, like, how much better we look when we do have Perisic taking out our set pieces. Yeah, it was so much better, so much better. Yeah, and that header, like, he, like, flicks it back. Um, thank you, Reese James, for that little assist there um, to sort of bump it in. Um, our mutual friend Connor said he should win Man of the Match because he scored at both ends. Um, and I think, you know, justice for Reese James there. He probably should have won. One thing I loved about this is when it goes in, Richarlison immediately starts running for the corner flag, and I was like, oh, Richarlison scored. Um, fully, and then it took until the replay for, I think, or maybe it was a celebration where I was like, oh, it was Kane. I was like, was Charles trying to claim that? Like, what was that? It looked like he, he was just... anticipating Kane's run. And like, so he started making the run and he's like, well, Kane will catch up to me. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we're heading in this direction. Um, something else that I noticed from that, which I only saw afterwards, um, online was when we scored that, 
Romero goes right up to Reese James's face and screams in his face. Oh, it's so good. Like Romero is turning into like other other teams would go, this Romero guy is an absolute shithead. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, oh, I love it so <laughs> I can't remember now, and I should remember because it's been everywhere. But Romero, the Romero barbershop experience, did that happen on this? corner or was it a different one um no that was a different one okay that was yeah. that was an early one because they went and they did a check um on that i think it, yeah it was it was it i can't even remember i, I don't know or was it on the oh i feel God. like it could have been the corner before because i don't think i think if it happened on the one where we scored there would have mm. been so much more fanfare like Chelsea mm. would have gone absolutely ballistic. Whereas I think what happened is that happened on the one beforehand and they went, they checked VAR, VAR said, no, nah, we're all good. Keep going. Mm. Um, and I think that if it happened on the one that there was a goal, like Chelsea would have surrounded the ref and um, it would have blown <laughs> That's up even right. more. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It was one, yeah, the one beforehand and then we had another corner and we scored off that. Yeah. Um, yeah just phenomenal. I mean, you know, what's he What's he supposed to do there in terms of wherever he puts his hand, he's going to be grabbing hair. He cannot help it. He <laughs> he can't help but but grab the hair. Um, he's just trying to, you know, play a game and he's he's trying to move past obstacles. He's an innocent man. Well, it's like he's marking Grug or he's being marked yeah. by Grug at that time. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, Cucurella, like, I, I will admit he is a good... Uh, a good fullback, a good wingback, wherever he's going. I was so impressed. I was so annoyed. I was like, why didn't we try and sign this guy? Totally. <laughs> he's really good. He's good. He's so annoying because yeah. he is, he just keeps going. He keeps going. He gets in players' faces. Like mm. he had a little thing with uh, Decky last season uh, against mm. Brighton. Um, he really, and he, he's one of those players who he, despite being quite small, he does throw his weight around a little bit. And yeah. even in this one, you can see that when the corner comes in, he's, kind of grabbing Romero, he's not even anywhere near the ball. So if you honestly looked back at this and you go, okay, well, we're going to call that hair pull, then I think you have to go, okay, well then before the hair pull, we've <laughs> got to look and say, was this impeding the player? And it, it most definitely was. And it's mm. like, when you just see the hair pull by itself, you're like, that's pretty bad. But when you see mm. it in the context of like, Cucurella is getting right up in Romero and like obstructing him, you're like, well, you kind of have it coming if you're if you're going to be trying to play like that and use those tactics. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got it. You've got a hair pull coming. <laughs> hair pull coming, bro. If you want to try and use that, you've got to know your hair's going to get yanked. <laughs> <laughs> and it got yanked. Like that was yeah. there was so much force in Romero. Oh, it would have hurt a lot. Oh, it was it was not and it's just another example of um I don't think Romero looks terribly happy at the moment. And we commented about this last week, mm. like in the game last week, after Dyer scored the header, when Romero comes up behind Dyer and just starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. He like punches him in the side really, really yeah. hard. And then he mm. starts, after he starts punching the side, then he starts working the head and just slapping him <laughs> off the back of the head, but not in a playful way, in quite mm. an aggressive way. And it's like that aggression is now just, it's been amplified this week. Mm. So it's like, I wonder if next week we're going to just get Romero with a full body slam on someone. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I think it'll be connected, maybe in my mind, that the the shit housing is going to be ramping up and ramping up and ramping up until eventually he gets sent off. And, like, that's not... Who knows whether it's actually an increase or there's just one game where it happens. I don't know. But at the moment, it got <laughs> beating up Dyer and then this game, it feels like the temperature's being turned up. Oh, I'm like somewhat... Romero is going to punch someone this season. Mm. Like... Even last season when we were um, playing against Man U and when we scored there and Romero sprinted up to Maguire, who was on the ground, he loves shouting in players' faces after we score. Yeah, I love it. But I feel like all it's going to take is someone is going to get out of Romero's skin a little bit and he's probably going to deck them and mm. possibly get banned for a while. Um, but maybe he internally is cool, but he's just an excellent shithouser where he's trying to provoke stuff constantly. Yeah. Like maybe one time he screams in someone's face and they then do something and then I don't – what? Actually, I would love to know rules-wise. Like if Reese James had been like, I'll kill you and grabbed him by the throat, like do we then get a penalty? Like what happens then? Obviously Reese James gets sent off, but like what? what is the – do we just get a free kick from the centre circle? Yeah, I'd say so. Because like it's actually mm. quite I, I've I wonder what the rules would say if you were to go all right rule book uh, riddle me this are there any rules about shouting at someone <laughs> in their face mm. and I don't know if there would be because like there's probably like you can't you know aggressively push someone you can't touch mm. someone you can't grab them all that sort of stuff but I don't know if there's like no shouting allowed in someone's face mm. um, or maybe it's a, like a, a loophole where you can't shout in their ear. And so then Romero just always goes up straight face to face and just screams into their mouth. Like it's, it's just so, I just, I really like it whilst also finding it quite unhinged. Um, oh, it's so unhinged. <laughs> but, but I'm all up for it. Like we've needed players like this for a long time. Richarlison, we're going to see some stuff from him. Um, oh yeah. And it's like. We've, we've needed this. We've needed someone like all the great teams have had someone who's hated. Mm. And it's like, if we get Romero, if Romero starts becoming this player for us, that other fans go, you know what? I can't stand Romero. That's kind of what we need. Cause we need oh. other players as well on other teams to, to get worked up and go, Oh, this guy sucks. He's like dirty. He's this, that, everything else. Um, and it's like, yeah, great. So what? That's what we're doing now. Hmm. Mm. I, I, I mean, we had it when we had Prime Delhi, who was doing sort of similar stuff, um, and we got it again. What What were your thoughts on Richarlison uh, when he came on? Because, it, it, like, in terms of stats, like, it just doesn't look great. But there was a shift when he came on. There was something. He did something. I don't know what it was, but he seemed to do something. Oh, I, it's one of those things, like you, you say the stats might not look that great, but I would say, I thought Richarlison was pretty good when he came on. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to inject that intensity. And I think inject that, that drive and that, some of that, like that energy, which we are definitely lacked. Mm. Um, and it also, I think, yeah, it just really gave Chelsea something to think about, um, where suddenly it just threw their defensive plans out the window. So I thought he, Richarlison was pretty like it's pretty good without actually doing anything. 
Yeah. I, I had a moment where I, I really didn't expect to have this with Richarlison, but watching him and I was like, holy shit, Richarlison plays for us, um, which was, it was very cool. I was like, oh, God. Like, I've watched, because my partner goes for Everton, allegedly, um, like I've watched a lot of Everton games and always been like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. Um, but, yeah, it was a real moment of like, oh, shit, this guy, like he's going to hopefully, like I, I'd love to see him play minutes in whatever comp, like whether it's the Premier League or a cup, I just want to see him play, but I guess with the admission that he's playing with what is usually sort of our first team or our best players. Like it's not just him and a bunch of, you know, people that's like, ah, give him a run. Uh, I definitely think we'll see he'll get some serious minutes because all it takes as well is like Kane, Son, Decky to get a, an injury, be out for a couple of weeks and Rashadson straight mm. in. Um, mm. All it takes is for us to start having those two games a week. And then I think you need to go, okay, well, we've got to keep some rotation going here so that for what, you know, he might come in for Decky one game. He might come in for Son another game. Um, I think the, the really nice thing about Rashadson and I have the same thing of like, ah, oh, this guy plays for us now. Um, is that comparing him to say Lucas, who was our player to bring on last season to just run around. Mm. We knew, and if we knew, the other team knew that Lucas mm. was not going to do anything. And it's like, mm. you're almost like, ah, oh, let's go have the ball. He'll just run around in a cold stack and then lose it. Yeah. But with Richarlison, it's like, he's, he's a proven scorer in the league. And so mm. he's got that like danger to him that other teams have to suddenly worry and go like, well, hang on, we can't just let this guy go because we know that he can actually do some damage. Yeah. And that to me is really, and he's a big guy as well. Like he's, you know, so he's, it's a, again, another sort of like, you know, physical presence in there and someone who's going to, who doesn't mind being a bit dirty too. So I, yeah, I thought it was just so nice to see that to see us actually have some depth being able to come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to bring, I mean, that was a big thing in this game where when we were making subs, it was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay, whoa, okay, great. As opposed to like, oh, my God, what are we, like, really? Like, who are we bringing on? Like, what are we going to do here? Um, yeah, that was a, a big shift, which was cool. Um, we were talking before about um, uh, Romero being unhinged, but we got one of the most fabulously unhinged uh, moments <laughs> I've almost ever seen uh, while watching Spurs with the uh, Romero, <laughs> not Romero, what am I saying? Conte and Tuchel um, handshake. Wow. It was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it was just something else. And I don't get how the ref has just gone, uh, I think the ref hasn't really seen it and has kind yeah. of panicked and gone, you two got into something earlier. You're both off mm. because I honestly think we're going to repeal that and Conte will get off. Yeah. Um, because also it's so, you also see after the game in how the managers act, Conte is like, I'm not going to talk about anything. Uh, I don't mm. like to talk about the ref. I talk about the game. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Tuchel's like problem with the ref. Then we've got problem <laughs> with the ball. And then we've got problem with, and he just goes in and he go, launches in and he's like, I think he said, you know, he wins that he's like the problem when you give handshake, you look someone in the eye. He didn't look into my eyes. Yeah. And you're just like, what is wrong with you? You absolute yeah, sociopath. 
Oh, but also, like, just read this. Like, you've had an altercation. Conte's shaking. He's doing the thing where it's like we're shaking hands, but we're not. You know, yeah. we're just, like, brushing brushing palms. Yeah. And then you're like, look at me in the eyes so I can see your song. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Hey, you little and- shit. Look into my <laughs> eyes when you shake my hand. <laughs> what? But I, I was like, I wonder... Uh, how Conte hugely benefited from uh, Tuchel a going bananas in his press conference, but b also um, being able to come second. So everything that he he could just be like, oh, I'm not going to talk about that. Mm. Like there was a question in Conte's press, which was like Tuchel said that he enjoyed that, and Conte was like, mm. <laughs> like I uh, just let's just talk about the football. Um, I would be, I would be more than sure. I'd be appalled if Spurs don't appeal. Like he cl- clearly the the thing that happens at the end of the game is instigated by Tuchel. Um, you've got to appeal that. Like Conte gets grabbed. The 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 still the still photo of him where it looks like Tuchel has been like shake my hand and then he's got one of those like electric shock things yes. is just one of the best photos I've ever seen. Um, the other thing that happened in that sort of when that there was sort of a mob of people is Richarlison <laughs> is is telling Anthony Taylor he's like there's there's Tuchel there's Tuchel so he can get sent off. <laughs> Send him off too. Send him off too. Yeah. Now do me. Now do me. Send me off. Send off everyone. Now, now, now his turn. Yeah. Go on. Him. 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 <laughs> him. Man. Send him off. Send him off. Yeah, send Kitman off. <laughs> it's like Rashad's just best day of his life to see yeah. chaos unfold around him and just being at the center of it. I love the color red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. Like to your point, like we, I, we're definitely appealing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me by mm. the time um, this goes out. It's like we've already appealed. Um, mm. Because when you've got such clear footage and you show that Conte is not trying to instigate anything mm. and you see that <laughs> Tuchel's just this absolute nut job, like oh. it's so ridiculous. It's like you can see him grab the hand, pull the hand. Yeah. Like what are you doing, Tuchel? Like it's such a – and then after the game for him to talk about like um, you know, getting caught up in the moment and all this sort of stuff. And like, Hey, all the media like this and you make us do it. It's like, it's even <laughs> more unhinged than like, just going like, sorry, I had a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> My bad. It was a passionate game that it was just like explaining it with more lunacy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was like, um, <laughs> so why did you do what you did Thomas? And he's like, well, the elves told me. <laughs> <laughs> all the elves, you know, the 20 elves that sit on the top of the stadium, they they were, they were yelling at me, do it, and I did it. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen the elves, have you? You don't <laughs> yeah. have to live with them every day. <laughs> the elves are always saying, do this, do this, Thomas, do this, Thomas. And I'm like, no, I want to sleep. I want to sleep tonight. But the elves, <laughs> they sneak into my room and they leave, <laughs> never leave me alone. <laughs> and they play a party. They've got a Yui boom. Those elves, they play on Yui Boon, they play crazy songs, like uh, Gangnam Style. <laughs> what the hell? These are like the secret files that are going to be released in five years from like Chelsea's psychologist, yeah. which is like, yeah. <laughs> finally this expose comes out on like, yeah, Tuchel was actually legitimately pretty mad. 
yeah. <laughs> which is um, which is why as well, like even at the start of the game when he's like, it, I, I found it so funny that his outfit, it's like he he tried to copy Conte's exact look from last week. Yeah. And then as soon as stuff started going a bit weird, he puts on his lad cap again oh. and just goes into like this little feral mode. <laughs> oh, just, he's such a worm. It's... He's such a worm. I, um, I've just seen <laughs> that uh, apparently thousands have signed a petition calling for Anthony Taylor to be banned from refereeing Chelsea. Ugh. Yeah, this is, I, I think this is also in Tuchel's post-match comments where he went in on the ref. And mm. I think the, the question was something like, hey, do you think the, the referee was, you know, you've, you, or you've said something about Anthony Taylor in the past. Do you think there were, there were an issue with some calls? And Tuchel was like, not just me. It's all the fans. It's everyone at the club. It's Kidman <laughs> Jim. It's the elves on the stadium. Everyone knows it that Anthony Taylor hates Chelsea Football Club. And he, <laughs> it's like he's inciting a riot here from like Chelsea fans to just take all the attention off him. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, well, he's done a good job of like, uh, I guess, moving the attention off him. And now it's about Anthony Taylor and how unfair everyone was to poor Whittle Chelsea. Um, like they shouldn't even exist anymore. They should have been disbanded after the, you know, we found out that they were um, existing to funnel money into the, <laughs> into the new USSR. So like. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's exactly like it's, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Cause I reckon what's going to come out of this is that Tushel's ban will get upheld. <laughs> like the FA will come out and back up because if your manager is now running their mouth like this, talking about these things, getting all this ridiculousness started, and there is no way ever Chelsea can ever play the small, like, oh, poor us. We're so <laughs> poor. Our, our club, we get targeted all the time. It's like you ruin football forever for everyone. So shut the hell up. Like yeah. just ne you can never, ever play, <laughs> play that card. And I reckon that what's going to be quite funny about this is Tusha will get banned. Conte's ban will get lift, lifted. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, how do you feel about that now? Is this still just going to be this Chelsea agenda? Mm. Or are you finally just going to settle down from this? Because it's like, I feel like Chelsea are a club where they're supposed to have, you know, turned a corner, new new owners, new this, that, everything else. But I don't think they have. <laughs> no. No, they haven't. It's the same. It's the same Chelsea. Um, I, I really hope that... <laughs> That Tuchel gets ban gets extended because of his comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuchel's now out for like the <laughs> half the season. Oh, it just God. keeps going, and he just keeps refuting it, <laughs> and just going further mm. and further into it. What I really uh, liked about this game was when we went there with Jose, obviously also a previous Chelsea manager. It all felt a bit meek and a bit like, and you know, he'd be like. Yeah, I was I was Chelsea's uh, I was Chelsea's uh, manager as their guy, and now I'm this, and now I'm the Spurs guy. It was all like a bit, but Conte didn't. There was no like Chelsea. Yeah, you know, I, I have. It was just like <laughs> I'm just gonna go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that there was no, there was no like allegiance. There it was like, well, this is my job at the moment, and I'm gonna do it, like. You know, he didn't he didn't slag off Chelsea. He just uh his actions spoke <laughs> for him. Oh, definitely. If you look at this game afterwards, just on the balance and everything, you go, all right, 
yes, Chelsea played better in the first half by far. Yeah. And they, um, but who were, who was more rattled in this game? Yeah. Like we just were out of the game in the first half, but I don't think we were more rattled because you get by the end of this game and now you have like their manager is just completely deranged, mm. crying about everything, doing this, can't believe that a team possibly came to Stamford Bridge in a North London derby, got a draw and took points off them. Like we come out way more positive than Chelsea do yeah. in this whole scenario. Plus our manager at the end, like you say, doesn't engage on anything. Just like, I will not talk about it. <laughs> That's mm. it. It's like, you can't rattle. So like you're trying to rattle someone and if they give you nothing, that's the most infuriating thing mm. because you're like, come on, give us a quote, give us something about, and Chelsea fans would be sitting there watching Conte going like, come on, say something. You better say something about, uh, <laughs> say, come on, you better say something real weird. And then Conte <laughs> just says nothing. And that's going to infuriate mm. them even more. Cause then we come away from this and go, Hey, we didn't play well, but we like, we're pretty respectable apart from maybe some Romero actions. But apart from that, mm. like we come out looking much better than they do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I said in our Discord, it felt to me like the closing of the circle or <laughs> or the sequel to the Battle of the Bridge. Like this was it in the sense that when the original uh, or the, the first film, whatever you want to call it, in the anthology, <laughs> we, uh, you know, played very well, went to in front, got clawed back because we lost our heads and we went too far down the – I mean, I watched – <laughs> the highlights of that game, probably like three to four times a year. Yeah. I just go back and watch it uh, and just I, – because I just love to see the stamping and the eye gouging. Um, <laughs> but with this, it was the reverse where it's like they played much better than us and then we managed to shithouse our way into their heads <laughs> and it ended 2-2. Yeah, and, um, and that's great. It's so good for us to go, hey, we didn't play this game that well. And we came out of it a game away from home with a draw. Mm. To me, that's so much more a positive to take. And like you said, we shithoused around. And that's so much better than us sitting here and going like, oh, we played so bad in the first half, so we need to make this signing. We need to do this. We need to do mm. that. It's like this was an off day for us and we drew 2-2 at Stamford Bridge. That is a good result in that sort of uh, – in that, in a derby. So now when we have the reverse fixture, which I've just seen is at the end of Feb um, – Oh, that is going to be a heated game. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. That is going to be. I a mean, heated I can game. wait. I I find us playing Chelsea borderline unbearable. So, <laughs> well, see, like I think you said after the game, Barney, in the Discord, like your comment was just like best league in the world, and we know that's <laughs> a very cliche thing, but it's like when you see games like this, you just have to be like, what other, mm. you know, what other sporting league? Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get some fan being like. Uh, well, the NHL actually has really competitive games back and forth. <laughs> like, no, okay, fine, fine, totally, totally. Yeah. But <laughs> realistically, like, I, I don't think you see many sports where you get this much drama and this much action happening in games. Um, mm. And it's ama it's mm. amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, now that it's over, I can reflect and say that it was an incredible game. My experience during it was close to waterboarding. So, um <laughs> I, I think, but a fun waterboarding, yeah. right? But like fun, yeah, like like a water park waterboarding, <laughs> you know, like like a ride. Hey, check out a new a new ride, the waterboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, def. Uh, hello, I met your waterbug. My name is Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> um, do you have a waterboarding ride? 
Uh, yes, Thomas, this way. This way, just yeah. round the corner. There you go. <laughs> I've been sent here as punishment by the FA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope. I hope. <laughs> I still can't get over the, the character that's like, well, the NHL has got some really crazy stuff. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> this is NHL guy. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? We might see NHL guy later in the season. I would love to see him come back. Um, one of the uh, <laughs> other things that was a takeaway, which I just want to raise, is that finally Pierre gets an interview post-game that um, doesn't isn't him defending the team after we lost horribly which I was, I was happy about. Sure, he's got to move in increments, so it's a draw. Maybe mm. next time he'll get to have an interview during a win. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. And so what is it, there's that movie or TV show like The Fixer or, or I don't know, something like that, and it's very mm. much kind of like, or it feels like, um, yeah, there's like a crime scene and Pierre is just sent in with his little mop and bucket afterwards <laughs> just to clean up. Um, mm -mm. And like you said, it's nice to see that <laughs> there wasn't, you know, this one didn't go to dire. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. this one, um, we saw Kane actually got a little post-match one as well in, in like mm. on the inside, um, little media corner, wherever that is. Um, mm. but yeah, you see again, Pierre coming out and talking after it and it's like, he's rewarded. Mm. Like, Pierre, you scored a goal today. So you get to the interview and it's not a loss. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. practiced for these guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to, uh. You don't want me to talk about mental health? Yeah. Like, no, no, you can just, yeah. Uh, okay. Have a bit of fun uh, with it. No, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I think there's there's um, so much out of out of this game. I feel like this probably leads into uh, we've had a few questions this week, and mm. one of the questions, um, which is from uh, Simon, uh, who's Spurs International on Twitter. Uh, and the question is like, who are your top five most annoying, wankiest coaches in the Premier League this season? Uh, with follow-up questions, should Tuchel get a hair transplant? And if he doesn't, does that make him weak? Mm. Uh, who did it best, Trump or Tuchel? I guess that's post-transplant. <laughs> <laughs> or is that talking about, because there's that uh, that handshake that Trump does where he, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's he's, where he just pulls him back in, doesn't he? That's right. Mm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think Tuchel does it better because uh, with Trump's, it's kind of, it's just this young dude who's kind of trying to be polite, uh, whether this Conte's like, Ooh, when he gets <laughs> when he gets grabbed. So I, the reaction is much better. So I guess Tuchel does it better than, than Trump. Um, should Tuchel get a hair transplant? I reckon he, no. What he should do is just cut out one of his lad caps and just get it super glued to his head. Uh, <laughs> like, just get the little, yeah, just get a bit super glued there. Why not? That would make it so much easier. Um, mm. I bet if Tuchel went in to get, like, assessed by Ashley Martin or whoever, <laughs> whoever it is, <laughs> and they'd just be like, um, look, Thomas, you, the re your cap's just too tight. You're loosening up your cap. Your hair will grow back. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. I'm a lad. Look at me, hey? Nice lad. I'm a lad crazy guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, I wonder as well, though, uh, it would be interesting to see a study on, like, managers losing hair as soon as they, like, go into, like, a, a stressful football management role mm. um, and just seeing the timeline of how quickly it just basically evaporates off the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, I think, what are your, uh, in, in terms of answering the top five, um, mm. I feel like I've got an idea of some people you might say, but who would you put mm. in your top five most annoying, wankiest coaches at the moment? Well, now I want to know, I want you to tell me what you think I'm going to say, and then I'll evaluate. Okay. Tuchel is definitely in there. Yeah. Uh, Klopp. Yep. Pep. Yep. Lego man. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I think it's a bit challenging for the fifth. I, I, I don't know. A part of me wants to say Gerard, maybe, but like, no, maybe no, no, not. doesn't bother me. Oh, I, I was going to say Lampard, but is Lampard, is he just wanky or is he just crap? He's just crap. He's just crap. So it's just like sad. <laughs> it would feel like bullying <laughs> if you were like, he's a wanky coach in the, <laughs> in the league. Um, it's hard. It's like, because I don't think Ten Hag is all, <laughs> like, maybe if Ragnick was still around, we could, mm. might have said him. But I'm struggling for this fifth one for you, actually. Um, I'll give you a hint. Uh, leather jacket. Oh, um, was it Thomas Frank? Thomas Frank. Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like, I, I, that is veiled in the fact that I actually quite like Brentford. <laughs> like, very pleased to see them, you know, do what they do, but I just find his whole thing really annoying. But if I had to swap him out because I like sort of what he's doing, I would swap him out for David Moyes. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Thomas Frank, he reminds me of the like the type of like middle-aged guy who's just gone out and bought a motorbike, grown his hair long, and just rocking around in leather jackets and still just trying to convince everyone that he's young and cool. He it looked like adjacent to that, an alternate version is that him and his uh, partner went to a um, like a sale of uh, a leather jacket store, and she was like, "This would suit you. This would suit you, Thomas." And he's like, "I don't, I don't know about." Uh, and then he tries it on, and he's like, mm. hey, sorry. <laughs> "What was your Thomas Frank accent?" <laughs> oh, I couldn't pick it, so then I just just did this. I don't know. <laughs> so, I thought you were going like he was like a Norwich farmer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't know about that. I was like, wait, wait, what accent do I want to do here? And then I just went with, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I love, it could very well be that. Like someone has dressed him and uh, he's still working out how to do it. I love as well, like with, with this list. If I was like, oh, but it's just to recap why you don't like them. And you're like, Tushel, wanker, Klopp, wanker, Pep, wanker, <laughs> Arteta, wanker, uh, Thomas Frank, jacket choice. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, fine. Apart from that, fine. <laughs> sure, he's actually a nice guy, but just the jacket puts him in my top five. I think maybe the jacket actually isn't the issue. The issue is that the way the press have reported about the, where they're like, here's Thomas Frank wearing that groovy leather jacket. And I'm like, you've never made anything <laughs> less cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that if, um, yeah, it does sound like the sort of comment that you would get after the game by, um, oh, who is it? Jeff, is it Jeff, Jeff, whoever, who, who does the like interviews afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, you can just imagine saying it in, in his voice. <laughs> oh. So Thomas, you're looking quite cool in that jacket there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look snazzy. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Thomas Frank. <laughs> Classic him and his voice. Um, what are your your top five? 
Um, definitely the, like the same for the four. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're just people I just don't like. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I probably have Gerard in there at the moment. Mm. Um, but he's really annoying. He's really annoying. And I think he's just like, kind of this, like just older, like, um, like, oh, I'm a hard man. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> get over it, dude. Like, it's not something to be cool. Like, even mm. though we've just spent the whole pod saying how cool is Romero for being like, <laughs> yeah. another, but like, just some of like Gerard's comments and like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that he's probably one that I, I'd have in as number five, but that's also because I think that there's just a lot of like vanilla managers mm. in the rest of the league and there aren't, I can't think of anyone else that like particularly annoys me. So mm. yeah, he probably slides in for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know if you're listening and you're on the discord, what your top five, cause we probably miss someone that's infuriating. Um, Oh, we're going to have but, like the, 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 the most hated manager of all time. And we'll be like, yeah. oh, we forgot <laughs> oh, yeah. that he managed. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like Hassan Hoodle, like we gave him enough crap last week about yeah. his outfit. So I'm like, it doesn't feel like we need to beat up on him again. No, um, but also with him, I'm like, he's trying his best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird, but like, that's my reaction. That's and what... like, I saw the press, co- I don't know what their result was, but I saw his press and he's wearing like his tracksuit kind of gear again. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> last week it didn't go well. And now he's gone back. No, he's gone back. I love though, buddy, that that flip around of like, you just going, no, he's just trying his best. If you listen to last week's episode, you would not oh. think that is our opinion of him. No. <laughs> I mean, he looked fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I feel like his wife's going to just come in like, Ralph, the, you never believe it. That Spurs pod, they've actually taken back what they've said. Yeah. They've acknowledged you're trying your best. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I can go outside again. <laughs> I can wear the waistcoat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you for that question, Simon. <laughs> yeah, thank you I very hope much. that answers it to what you were hoping for. Next question from uh, Glorious Bastard uh, out of uh, Giovanni Vio's uh, 4,380 set-piece routines, how many involve hair pulling and what other techniques can we expect this season? Well, I'm going to tell you that out of 4,380, uh, 4, all of them involve hair pulling. That is the main <laughs> technique. Um, and that will, <laughs> that will feature in all our set pieces. You just have to look closely. We will be yanking hair in every single one of them. Oh, it's always, it's starting from the hair. It keeps mm. going. Um, yep. uh, what else can we see? I would love to see one involving dacking. Mm. I think that would be good. Um, mm. people don't know what dacking is. It's just pulling someone's pants down. Mm. Um, they're all involving Romero in my mind as well, mm. by the way, mm. like, Anything that Romero can do to just like mess with someone. Um, imagine if that's actually what Gianni Vio's like all his set pieces are. It's just on like how to annoy someone on the other team. <laughs> I would love to see, um, and if anyone has any attachments to the club, please pass this on for as the ball is about to be uh crossed in, Son turns to as many players as he can at one point and he goes, hello, I'm Shrek. <laughs> I reckon that would freak them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it comes to like, we, Daniel Levy, like, okay, Gianni, um, not really sure if this is working out so well. 
And Johnny's <laughs> like, I've got another one. And then it's the next one. We see it's like every, the whole team gets into a huddle and then you've got Son and Kane just go inside the huddle, change outfits, and then just come back emerged as if they've confused the other team now. <laughs> oh, which one's Kane? Which one's Son? We don't know. And it's like, Johnny, that really wasn't, that wasn't clever, that wasn't, was it? <laughs> that wasn't quite right. I, I love that instead of like these amazing sort of technical uh, configurations of of movement within the box, it's just like... <laughs> Uh, everyone wears clown shoes. Yes. <laughs> I've got a bunch of wigs here. Pick which yeah. one's your favourite. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what you can expect. That's what you mm. can expect. Like, as you know, there's got to be a point where Johnny can't keep inventing like different set pieces that he just has to devolve into absolute ridiculousness. Mm. Um because like maybe he's got a competitor, like maybe there is some like German technician who they keep yeah. going head to head, and it's mm. like, oh Johnny, um, you know, Ralph Schweizen has got four hundred three, four thousand three hundred eighty-one set pieces now. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got one. I've got a really good one. I've got one. It involves a goat and <laughs> <laughs> some heavy milking. Oh, like, I hope. Uh, Four thousand three hundred eighty-two uh, involves Borat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's actually Borat. Sacha Baron Cohen's next full film is to be filmed <laughs> during yeah. one set piece. Oh, I'd watch it. it it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. There's got to be someone out there, like probably probably not Jardy, um, but someone that likes I don't know some like you know fifth division club. Um, in like Finland or something like that, where it's like they are just trying these crazy, crazy things. Mm. Where I where this comes from is I think seeing that video a few years back where it was like um, third division Finnish team have the craziest goal celebrations, and they've got like the one where like a player scores and then he starts flopping around on the ground as a fish, and like his <laughs> his teammate gets out his um fishing rod and starts like reeling him in and the oh. celebration goes for like two minutes. <laughs> and I'm sure there's someone who's got that equivalent sort of approach somewhere. Man, Finland is so weird. Like I say that in a, I, I want to go there so badly. Uh, it just seems like a, a place of great creativity. <laughs> and, um, we had a, uh, had a Finnish friend who was an exchange student and some of the stuff that he would come up with was wild. Um, and I'm desperate to go because it just seems like a, a place of great imagination. Wasn't that the, the cliche you always hear of like they've got the best, um, what is it, the best uh, like education system in the world and like mm. free university and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> and that's why it's working towards their set piece program. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> long live Finland. Um, the, the next question, uh, which comes from a cellar door, which is kind of like, um, <laughs> like a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, someone that does graffiti, a graffer, but there's another name for it. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm so out of touch. Um, cellar door, <laughs> which is like similar to, you know, in, uh, Johnny Darko where Drew, <laughs> Drew Barrymore's character, the English teacher is like, cellar door is the most Beautiful phrase in the English language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, good on you. Uh, at, <laughs> good on you, Cellador. 
uh, at Bunny Empress. How much would you pay to see Richarlison snatch Tuchel's cap off his head while he's fighting with Conte at the end? Put it on his head and then proceed to (laughs) 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 imitate Tuchel's peacock run down the sidelines in front of the Chelsea fans. How much would I pay? It's just a going party, like... We're not getting asked the most analytical questions. <laughs> yeah, we're not really getting, you know, sort of like, oh, what did you think the tactical shift and in terms of uh, uh, zone, pitch zones, uh, was there a um, an overload in the right quadrant? We're getting peacock run. Yeah, and look, I love these questions. It just shows what the internet thinks of us and our ability to provide any insight whatsoever. I'm obsessed with I love these questions so much because it shows that there are like-minded individuals out there. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would pay a lot of money. And I feel like if there was a player who could do it, Richarlison, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I reckon he could do it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Um, uh, I, I, I honestly would like, if we get through this season and we don't have an incident. Mm. Um, and an incident that is so bad that we just refer to it as the incident. <laughs> mm, mm. I will be quite disappointed mm. because we've got the ingredients now. Mm. Rochelle yeah, could definitely all. do this. He can. Yeah. February. End of Feb. <laughs> I love Rochelle's and puts up a, like he puts up like a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. like, hey guys, I'm uh, planning on stealing Tushel's cap next game. Just want to get some payment for it. <laughs> And I guess the first thing would be like, Richardson, this is not what Kickstarter's for. But, <laughs> yeah. but we're in. We'll give you money to do it. Well, I, I just, with the, with the, like, how much money, I'm kind of like, I don't know because, like, I'd love to see it, but, uh, like, a lot? <laughs> Can my answer just be a lot? All of, without revealing money, our financial situations, we'll just say mm. all of our money. <laughs> Yeah, all of our money. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, if we're like, oh, f- f- a huge amount, five bucks. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love that us covering it makes it sound like I've got $1 and you've got like three. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. All of it. We can pitch in. We'll pitch in. Mm. We'll pitch in. We'll we pitch might in. get we'll to 10. Um, should we do the second bit Spursy medal of the season? Spurs and Metal Man, who will get books playing well? Who will get books for playing pretty poorly? The most romantic metal in sports. Oh, yes. The wow. It's Spursy Metal. Wow. The world's most romantic metal. It's back. <laughs> it's back. It's back for another week. It's back. It's back. I'm very excited. Uh, new format, Bitspursy Metal. Uh, mm-hmm. We have moved to the decimal system. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's jump in, buddy. Let's jump in. Yeah, let's uh, jump in. Do you want to kick things off this week? Oh, absolutely. I very much would. Um, I put them in a, a table, and now I can't find the table, um, which is uh, not good. <laughs> you definitely sound like the kid who hasn't done their homework. <laughs> I, I sent you a link, I swear. I said I put them on the internet I somewhere. I put them on the internet, I swear to God. They should be saved online. What the hell? No, I really did. I really... How did... What the hell? What the hell? Do you want me to go? No, 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 I'm going to go. I just need to uh, use the link 
that I sent you. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. Maybe. <laughs> oh, there is no link, is there? Mm. No, uh, this, I, sent, I sent you a link. I didn't get a link. And now it's saying I don't have access to your to the content of you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. What the hell? <laughs> okay, maybe I'll kick things off. Yeah, kick things uh, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Okay, um, so for my votes this week, uh, I gave Kane a 7.3. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite the criticisms we had in the first half, did score a pretty good goal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, as we mentioned earlier too, could have had a couple of assists on another day if Sess and Son um, finished sort of chances he played him through for. So 7.3 um, for Harry. Uh, I gave Perisic a 7.1. Nice. Because I think as well, if you look at how long he was on for uh, and the sort of impact that he did have on our set pieces then, getting an assist um, and just being, yeah, a cool head at the end of the game to sort of settle things down a bit and get the job done when needed. Because uh, it must be pretty nerve-wracking to, like, take a corner in, like, the you know, a 90-plus... Sorry, 90-plus minute scenario. Mm. Um, so to just absolutely put it on Kane's bonds, it was just beautiful. <laughs> bonds. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, and then Hoybier, I gave him a seven. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, like, I thought, you know, nice goal. Um, also could have had an assist earlier from playing Kane through two and these aren't high votes but i don't think anyone deserved like if i came, if i came to this i'm like okay 9.5 uh mm. then i would be almost as deranged as Tuchel. um mm. so hobio seven i think he was uh it's pretty decent and i think this kind of to me just reflects our team overall of like you know we had some okay performances by the end but but nothing amazing to write home about yeah totally i, I yeah i think that's uh that's a valid interpretation. Uh, but now let's enter the Tuchel zone. Um, I'm giving 10 to Romero. Um, <laughs> because, wowee. The scream, fantastic. The hair yank, fantastic. His whole just vibe, fantastic. 10. Um, and then I'm going... S- <laughs> I feel like now you've just changed the... Like, the, the medal now for future weeks has a different look to it. <laughs> from this one move. Like, I was doing it, I, I think, uh, after our discussion last week, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. we're taking this quite seriously with, like, the mm. ratings. But now it's it's uh, it's the Wild West that we know the Spurs, the Abit Spurs medal to be, which I'm I'm not displeased about. So Well, I just, you know, like, I've done, the, <laughs> if you look at the other ratings I've done on this great table, they are quite, uh, you know, conservative and serious, but I just can't not give Romero a 10. No, of course, of course. And, I, and I, I also thought he played pretty well. Like, he didn't do anything that was, you know, uh, bad. Yeah, and then a, he also... A perfect ju- game, a 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kulisevsky, we gave, like, 9.5 or 9.4 each or something last week. And Romero yeah. gets perfect football match, <laughs> 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. can't, can't have done anything better. <laughs> this is Pele-esque. It was Pele-esque. Great. It's like as soon as the, the metal votes are verbalized, they are locked in. So Yeah, so that's done. Um, I'm going to give uh, my uh, uh, second, I'm going to give Conte a nine um, for a mix of uh, general sideline behavior, 
the press conference, which was so well done, and the of, I guess it's important that he changed the tactics and it worked. Um, so he gets a nine. Um, and then I'm going to give, uh, lastly, uh, Hobier, I'm going to give him a 7.6. Okay, nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Um, yeah, I think Conte... That's, I think that's fair for Conte, for sure. Um, mm. Especially like, making a couple of adjustments in the game and bring things back as well. And like you said, all these sideline antics and the entertainment value we got from that. So, mm. um, great. Wonderful. Mm. I feel like we need to sort of um, have a bit of uh, inter-rater reliability and validity meeting because I like I've given Romero a 10 and I've given Song 2. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like... It's it's like we uh, we thought you know what let's take the battle a bit more seriously let's put a bit more mm. effort into it and then by week two it's not even like <laughs> anything it's week two the second time mm. we've done it it's already just going out the window um, but again it is great it is amazing mm. um, yeah there we go the bit spicy battle <laughs> week two <laughs> um, well obviously you know that it was an action packed week there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I think in terms of this episode, it might be a good time to uh, 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 chop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I think we've got some stuff that we'll save for next time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we also signed a new player, Destiny Your Doggy. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say we'll save it for next time, but we don't know much about him, to be honest. So there's the announcement. Um <laughs> 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 That's it. That's it. But we, I'm keen now to, like, look into him and, and actually start. Um, following him a little bit more. Um, there's mm. also, it's it's interesting. It's like the the segment we created, the Paratici Watch, which mm. has had basically no intel since we started it. <laughs> we get finally a full article in the Telegraph about Paratici <laughs> Watch and what he does. And it's just like, you know what? Can't find time in the running <laughs> to include it into the episode. So I think we'll save the deep dive on the Paratici Watch for uh, for next week then. Um, I think, well, about the Paratigi watch, I think the thing is that it's almost, uh, it's a watch, but it's also a book club. So we, we hope that you can access the article, have a read, and then, uh, you know, we just uh, let us know what you think and discuss the literature that surrounds Paratigi. Yeah, there we go. It's upgraded now to a book club as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's been a joy. Um, I've, I've been done. I've been Donnie. <laughs> I've lost my Darnie, mind. Is that the nickname you want after all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call me Johnny or Donnie. Johnny or Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my mind after that. Um, <laughs> I've been Barney. I've been dad. And come on you Spurs. You've been listening to a bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.